Real quick driven mofos, you know I don't run any advertising or sell anyone else's shit on this podcast. So the only thing that I'll ever ask from you is that you help me get this podcast out to more people and spread the word by rating and reviewing this podcast. I promise it will only take 10 seconds, so please rate and review if you haven't already done so. And thank you in advance. So being a millionaire isn't all that it cracked up to be and it really broke my fantasy. This podcast, The Underestimated Entrepreneur, is for the driven mofos out there who are driven to achieve more in life and business. After studying 1,457 of the world's most successful people in different fields and spending over $1 million on coaches, consultants, and seminars, I want to share with you the key learnings, lessons, tips, tools, and strategies that have not only made them super successful, but have also allowed me to go from the kid who was put into special classes, getting kicked out of school and wanting to end my life, to becoming the mental performance coach to some of the country's most successful people and helping me to grow multiple businesses. I want to help all of those out there who have been underestimated to prove their doubt is wrong and to help them to achieve more than they could possibly imagine. I hope you enjoy. In this episode, I'm gonna talk about my journey to becoming a millionaire for the first time and what it was like in the experience that I had and how it wasn't really all it cracked up to be and why it broke a lot of my fantasies that I had around money. Driven Mofos, welcome back to another episode of The Underestimated Entrepreneur. Today I'm gonna be talking about my journey that I went through when I first realized that I was a millionaire. Now, when we're talking about a millionaire, there's lots of different ways of assessing it. When I'm talking about the first time that I'd realized that I guess I was a millionaire, it was the first time that we'd hit a million dollars in turnover in the business. Now, some people would debate that and say, well, that's not net worth. But for me, essentially, I'd done a million dollars in sales myself, okay? Now, not many people will sell a product for two and a half grand to five grand and do a million dollars in sales or even 10 grand and do a million dollars in sales. I was smashing sales. Our turnover had gone up quite dramatically from $80,000 the previous year to about $1.2 million. And so it accelerated quite rapidly. Now, I know, like I said, that there are some people out there who will say, well, that's not net worth. It did take me a couple more years to get my net worth over a million dollars. But I just remember really clearly the moment that I realized that in my own mind, I'd become a millionaire and I'd broken that marker of having a business essentially that had a turnover over a million dollars and seeing that number on the spreadsheet and how things changed. So I just really want to talk about it because I think there are a lot of people out there who think that money is going to solve problems or that money is going to make life better. Now, for some of you out there, you probably already do well over a million dollars in turnover. I know there are people who listen to this podcast who make in excess of 10, 20, 30, 50, maybe even $100 million. So it's not such a big thing for you. But what I would like you to reflect upon is the fantasies that you have around money. And that's why I wanted to do this episode. It wasn't so much about me talking about, I guess, becoming a millionaire. It was actually talking about the fantasies that were being broken and the ideas that I had that got crushed when I went over that million dollar mark. So what had happened was we had the business the previous year. So this was in my early 30s. I think I was about 31 or around about that age when this all happened. We had had an $80,000 year the previous year. Jess had left her job. She was working in marketing. She'd done a marketing degree and so on. So she's working in marketing in, I guess you could say, a corporate business. Then I'd convinced her to leave her job to come and work in this idea that I had. Back in the day, it wasn't Mojo Master. Well, it wasn't quite Mojo Master yet. It had become Mojo Master. Then it got turned into Michael Mojo or Mojo Human Performance Institute. So their brand has changed and shifted over the years. But I'd convinced Jess to leave her job. The previous year before that, we'd only made 40 grand. And I said, look, if you leave your job, I really need a hand. This would be great to have you on board. We could work together. You have some skill sets that I don't have and I really think that we could do this well. 
Anyway, we'd made 80 grand that previous year. We were almost living off of baked beans and eggs and ramen noodles or two-minute noodles, eating lots of toast and shit like that, just to try and survive and scrape by because we were running out of money quick. And obviously, there's business expenses as well, so they chew up a lot of cash. Now, for some people who are listening who aren't business owners, you might think, well, 80 grand's not bad for your second or third year in business in doing what you're doing. But it's actually really bad. It's really bad. Because by the time you pay two staff members, which was essentially me and Jess, we weren't taking a wage, but we still had to pay for food, we still had to pay for rent, we had to keep the electricity on, water bills, and so on. So we had to split 80 grand between two people, and then we had all these business expenses. So we used to run seminars, we would still run events, but the numbers that we were getting weren't very high. So we sort of had struggled and we were using up some of the savings from the money that we had, and we we're just scraping by. We weren't really doing that well, to be honest. So anyway, we decided to put all of our money on the line and we decided to do this national tour the following year. We sell these tickets, we do some social media marketing, some Facebook marketing and so on. And anyway, we travel around the country. Now the first stop, our very first stop was Sydney. Now we had spent pretty much every cent that we had to make sure that this tour worked. But we hadn't really run events and I hadn't really sold from stage or there wasn't even a stage. It was just a room full of people. So there was probably, I think about 20 people, 18 people rocked up to Sydney to this event. So I get up there, I do the event. I feel like I'm doing a good job. I'm gonna sell this two and a half thousand dollar product. Now there's like 18 people in the room. I thought, you know, if I can sell to 10 people, which was, you know, a crazy number. Looking back at it now, I'm like, man, I was stupid because very rarely you're gonna sell at 50%. Sometimes you might, but very, very rarely. So I'm thinking, you know, I'm gonna get up there. I'm gonna sell at about 50%. There's probably gonna be about 10 people who are gonna buy this product. We'll make 25 grand. It'll put money back into the business. It'll help us to fund the rest of the tour. Like we'd paid for flights and accommodation and so on, but we really didn't have a lot of money for food or anything like that. It was gonna come off the back of sales. And I hadn't really planned that well. Like looking back now, we were just stupid and absolutely ignorant. So anyway, we run this event. I'm doing a good job. I speak to people throughout the event. They're loving it. Then. Towards the end of the event, I'm going to sell this two and a half grand product, which essentially was a ticket to our Thrive Time event. Back then it was called Life by Design. I get up there, I go to sell, and I start freaking out and I shit my pants. Not literally for those of you who are thinking that I literally shit my pants, I didn't. But I freaked out and I got scared. And so I thought, you know what? I don't want to sell the product and seem like a real salesperson or anything like that because I had these ideas and thoughts around being salesy back then, I didn't realize that unless you sell to people, people can't effectively buy it. And a good salesperson knows how to sell so that both parties are happy at the end. And I didn't realize that it's an exchange of value that you're creating. It creates accountabilities and responsibilities for both parties. So therefore, you'll get better results. I know this stuff now. That's why I'm quite comfortable selling to people when I know that I can help them and that I can get them the results thereafter. So anyway, I go to sell and I start freaking out. And instead of selling the two and a half grand product, I looked down the back of the room and I'd pre-recorded earlier that year, this 10 disc audio product, I think it was called You Can Have It All. And it was essentially looking at 10 key areas of life and helping people to discover how to build each area of life. And I'd made it on a laptop where I bought a microphone, not like the microphones we've got now, this was this shitty old microphone that I had that sounded really, really bad. I recorded on some software on this old laptop that I had. Then I sort of sat there and tried to edit it. It took me about six months to make it. It was horrible because I kept freaking out and deleting the audio after I'd do it because I just had never done it before. And so I was freaking out really badly. But anyway, I'd created this 10 disc audio product. I went to a digital place where they could create the CDs for me. 
Then I would have to get stickers and I would place stickers on the top with our little you can have it all logo on the top and disc one and disc two. So Jess and I would sit there and stick these things on and make these little packets that we'd got that you know would put the 10 disc audio products in like a 10 disc box set. And so we would have to sit there and fold it all. I like would get them printed and have to fold them all. And we took a heap of them on tour with us. So anyway, I freak out at the event and don't sell the two and a half grand product. And so I end up selling the $197 audio product. So I do this pitch. I tell people, you know, I'd seen it done before, had no idea what I was doing. And I tell people, just go down the back of the room and buy this product. Anyway, at the end of the event, people come up. Can I get a photo? I get photos with people. They shake my hand. That was an awesome event. I really appreciate it. And one by one, I watched them walk out of the room. And I'm thinking, fuck, my stomach just sunk. And I almost felt like my heart dropped out of my ass. I just felt so ashamed and I felt so guilty. I thought, I've just destroyed Jess's life. Here I am, I've told her to quit her corporate job or got her to quit her corporate job to come and work for me. We're both living off the bare bones of our ass. We've gone on this national tour to try and make something work, to follow my dreams and my goals of becoming an international speaker and helping millions of people. And... I've just watched everybody walk out of the room. And this is the first stop of like a eight stop or a 10 stop national tour where we'd spent every cent that we had. Even now, when I think about it, I almost feel like I'm going to crumble or having an emotional meltdown. Like I wasn't sure whether I was going to cry, whether I was going to throw up or whether I was just going to have an absolute mental breakdown and just fall on the ground and start shaking. That's how I felt. Watching everyone walk out of the room and not one person by. Anyway, I looked down the back of the room and there's Jess smiling at me. She must have realized that I was freaking out. And she said, well, now we know what doesn't work. Let's figure out what will. Driven mofos. I wanted to mention something that means a lot to me. When I was younger, everyone doubted me and their doubts became my doubts. Their fears festered inside my mind and I hated myself as I knew I could do so much more in life. I just didn't know where to start and failure would reinforce what a loser I already believed I was. If it wasn't for listening to audios just like this, which I spent tens of thousands of dollars on, I would have probably ended it all. I know that there are so many people out there who feel this way and are holding themselves back from greatness. So if I could ask just one favor today, it would be that you share this podcast with just one person as it may make all the difference and start them on a new path. In that moment, I just looked at her and I was like, wow, where did I meet someone that is so intelligent and grounded and just saw things differently? Before that, Jess was very, I won't say unsupportive, but just afraid of things not working. And in that moment, she just showed me the whole other side of herself and picked me up. So anyway, we sort of readjusted. I did some work on myself, some mindset work to be able to sell effectively, and we go on this national tour. Anyway, I'm selling, I'm selling, I'm selling. We ended up making a good amount of money on the tour. Not great money, but I think it was like 180 grand. That wasn't too bad, but at the time, you know, we still had a lot of overheads. We were going to organize another national tour to go on later in the year to try and fill these events that we're running. And so we chewed through the cash pretty quick. We knew we'd had to hire some more staff to do some of our social media stuff, especially Facebook ads. Anyway, we go on the second national tour. So after that, we get back, we hire some more staff. We go on the second national tour. I sell from stage. We end up getting some good numbers to our Thrive Time event. And I end up creating a $10,000 product and we sell a whole heap of them on this tour and through our Thrive Time events. So almost overnight, we went from sitting at like 800K in turnover to going to like 1.1 or $1.2 million. I shouldn't say overnight, it was over a couple of weeks. And when I saw the numbers tick over to the first million, I went, shit, I've just achieved this huge goal that I have. This huge goal of essentially becoming a millionaire. And like I said, I understand that some people go, well, that's not net worth and so on. In my mind at that time, I went, I've done a million dollars in sales, I've created a business that essentially has a million dollars in turnover. I've fucking made it. So that was what I was going through in my own head at the time. 
And I just remember sitting there and going, wow, this is really cool. But wow, there's so much work to do. We've got a team that is ineffective. We've got to fill out the next events. I have to build these courses because I'd created the idea of the course, but I actually hadn't put the content together yet because I wanted to see whether we could sell it. And if enough people were interested, then I'd make the course. And so this was originally a coaching course that I had run. I put together the framework for these courses. We sold them. Overnight, everything changed as far as I'd sort of made my first million dollars in business and thought, wow, I've made it. But at the same time, there was all this chaos going on. I knew that I still had all these financial commitments to meet. I also knew that we had lots of issues in the business. Like for instance, when you start making more money and you start having more clients, you then start to encounter things like customer service problems because you probably haven't trained your staff well enough or you're doing all the customer service. And so these things become a huge problem and that's what I was thinking about at the time. So for a lot of people, what I know, and I talk about this quite openly with them, is that if they set a goal to becoming a millionaire or creating their first $10 million in business or whatever it is, if it's a big financial goal, normally when you get there, it'll never feel like the fantasy that you have. So for me, nothing really changed. The day before three days before, five days before, three weeks before, I still had the same stresses, the same pressures. Nothing had changed. It was just ticking a box. I just went, cool, I've done it. And here's all the other shit. So it really didn't change my life. But what it also did was it actually cracked a lot of my fantasies. And I read a lot of books on finance, wealth creation, investing, because I have a high value in, I won't say financial stability or anything like that. It's the opportunity to grow something amazing. And you know, I want to build businesses that serve people in a way where I can help empower more people, whether it be through their health, through their mindset, through leadership, through business. And I want to build all these businesses that allow people to do that. And we're starting to gain momentum with that. And I've entered into the healthcare industry and so on with one of the businesses that I'm partners in. At first, I thought that the million dollars was going to change everything and it actually didn't. And so when I started researching a lot more people with finances and money, what I realized was that it doesn't change anything. It just becomes you reminding yourself that you're on track. So if you've got a goal to make $100,000 this year or to invest your first $5,000 or to invest your first 20K or whatever it is, nothing really changes. And I hear all these people out there talking about financial freedom, this financial freedom, that. I've never met anyone who has financial freedom because most people that I know, actually, in fact, everyone that I know, who gets to a place where they actually make a really, really good income off of passive investments, they normally reinvest it back into creating a bigger portfolio or they put it to work in their businesses or they start more businesses because the purpose of life is to keep growing. It's not to get comfortable and lazy and complacent, which for financial freedom, that's the delusion that most people have. It's like, you know, if I have no more money problems then everything will be easier. If I have no money problems then I can go on holidays and I can chill and I can rest and I can relax without realizing that without pressure and without stress, you stop growing. So if you don't have financial pressure and you don't have financial stress, then your wealth stops growing. Also, you stop growing as an individual because everybody knows this, that when you have holidays, you don't work harder, you become more complacent in most cases, you become more lazy, you become more ineffective, you put on weight, okay? This has just happened over the Christmas time for a lot of people. Why? Because the stress and the pressure is removed. People are most effective, normally Monday to Friday, they work week. So if you have a look at them, they wake up in the morning when the alarm goes off, they get out, they go to the gym, they come back home, they get their kids organized, they pack the lunch boxes, they get their kids off to school, then they go to work, they work hard all day, they get home at the end of the day, they do the washing or they start prepping for whatever or they do stuff with the kids. Then by the end of the day, they watch a little bit of TV and go to bed and they go, wow, that's been a busy day. Now that's the sort of day that builds self-worth. That's the sort of day that builds self-love and self-respect. 
So everybody knows that. Monday to Friday, most people are pretty good. Friday afternoon, though, the pressure comes off. People go out drinking. They start eating more. They start buying more shit over the weekend. And so they screw up all their hard work and all the effort that they're putting during the week through their really good routines. And then they fuck it all up on weekends. They'll sleep in, which then screws up their sleeping patterns. They'll drink more, which screws up their diet. They eat shitty food, which screws up their diet and so on. So most people are destructive when they have free time and when the pressure and the stress gets taken away. This happens on holidays as well. So if you just think about it from that logic, if you're thinking about financial freedom and you think I'm gonna to get to my first million dollars or I'm gonna make it my first hundred grand or whatever and everything's gonna get easier, it doesn't, it normally just keeps going the same way that it has unless the pressure and stress gets removed and essentially you're in free fall and if you don't pick yourself out of free fall really, really quickly, you'll smash the ground just like a skydiver when they jump out of the plane, there's not a lot of pressure, they're in free fall. But if that parachute doesn't take off and create pressure, like you have a look what happens, that when the parachute takes off or when the parachute goes out, it actually pulls them back up into the sky and it creates this huge amount of pressure on the individual as they shoot straight back up in the air. We need to have pressure and we need to have stress. You don't wanna get rid of that. You just wanna grow a big mission. You wanna be fulfilled in what you do because if not, it just creates this delusion that most people are trying to achieve. And for me, my delusion was when I become a millionaire, life will be easier, life will be better, I'll be able to spend more money, buy cars, buy houses, you know, live this amazing life. And when I got there, I was like, shit, I have all these responsibilities, I've got staff to manage, they're not effective, I don't even have time to manage them because I've got to look after all of our customers. We were getting unhappy customers because we had onboarded so many of them at the same time. They weren't getting serviced well. Then we also had to keep filling up other events and it just created this huge amount of chaos which I didn't realize would happen. So I broke my fantasy pretty quickly, but I just wanted to share. I hope that that helps some of you out there as well to break some of the fantasies that you might have around money. And my suggestion is become a person on a mission. Don't chase after a financial goal. Have a great mission to do something awesome with your life, no matter what that is, whether it's to travel the world, whether it's to have an amazing family, whether it's to build you know, a huge portfolio of businesses or whatever, but be driven by the mission, not by a simple goal that when you get there, you'll either self-destruct and self-sabotage and become complacent and you'll go into free fall, or you'll just create another goal in order to keep driving towards the direction that you're going in. Hope that helps driven mofos. Have a great day. Keep kicking ass, keep pushing hard, and thanks for being part of this awesome community of driven mofos. Take care.